0: What's up everybody, hello and welcome to episode 114 of the VK Bros, with the VK Bros themselves, Jason and Alex Von Kennel. on a uh, bit of a windy, bit of an overcast Saturday morning.
1: There's a storm coming. There is a, a rain bomb coming on. Right yeah, now. a rain bomb. There Be alarmed.
0: Like, it was funny because, you mentioned rain bomb, because the forecast for Queensland said rain bomb last week, and we got like a bit of rain, and then down south's like underwater, like Melbourne's underwater... I mean, uh, think parts of New South Wales are yeah. underwater. So shout out to all the flood victims at the moment. Hope you guys are doing all right.
1: Yeah. But it's, it's really muggy up here today. Mm. Like I've been sweating like a pig. I've been working my ass off all week this week. Mm. I've not had a day off, which is ridiculous. It's, it's currently Saturday afternoon and I've been working since nine till <coughs> times it now. Well, just after lunch. Yep. And I've got to come in tomorrow to um, uh, help a customer out. Mate, it's just in the grind, in huh? The grind. In the
0: grind. But yeah. you've had a successful week there, haven't you?
1: Yes. Shed is overstocked. I yep. need space. So as much as I want, <laughs> I would love trade-ins, but um, <coughs> if someone could just buy some cars, like one way and take them. Trade one, great.
0: buy two. That would
1: really help us out. That would help. autobros.com.au Get on it. Check it out. Mm-hmm. How's your week been?
0: Uh, I'd be lying if I said that I enjoyed this week. <laughs> okay. I would be lying. Uh, this week has been a a testing week. And it's more so been a uh, culmination of the last few weeks in a row. Culmination. Because kids have been sick for like three weeks straight. I've been a little bit sick for the same period of time. Not, not hugely. Just lingering. Can't get over. Mm. Just enough to like completely destroy your energy levels and make the most like menial of tasks just seem like they're really difficult. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this week's been, uh, been a bit shit, a little bit shit, uh, apart from stuff at home, like, uh, as, as our YouTube viewers would probably know, we didn't show up, uh, last week. There was an episode. So we, filmed sure. an episode. we filmed we, an episode. We
1: uploaded the episode.
0: You guys might, might've seen the episode drop yesterday. Maybe, maybe, maybe not, not, not sure. sure. This
1: is our first time that we've had a strike against us. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's been a bit interesting. What's weird? So, for people that don't have channels on YouTube, mm. they don't really tell you. You, you no. like, we have to go and look in. There's like a separate app called Studio. You have to yeah. click on the app, and then it will just it'll there'll just be a notification there. They yeah. don't even push you, uh, you.
0: You'd think it's something that you would get a push notification or for or an email. Yeah, so it's like if you subscribe to someone, they make a new video, and you've set on the alerts. They're like, hey, this person's got a new video. I want to go and watch it. Whereas it's like we got this stri- uh, community guideline strike for uh, medical misinformation, the the favorite catchphrase, and yeah, they didn't even I didn't even know like you knew because you looked logged yeah. into the platform. I hadn't even seen
1: it, even though I uploaded last week's episode as well. And what's weird for us is that it was for a much older episode. Yeah. The annoying thing is that uh, we've since downloaded all our stuff, mm. so um, I did kind of predict this. So, oh look well, we knew it was coming it's so just remember when i said we should have all we should have a digital copy of our, our own work mm-hmm. and you're like nah nah no nah, it's fine it's all on youtube and i was like no nah, no nah, no nah, no nah, no nah. because mm. oh you'll be able to download it the problem is the one that they have removed is gone yeah it's but gone. it's not gone but it is because you can watch a thumbnailed version of the whole thing yeah so they've got it mm-hmm. they just don't give you Access to it, so you can't download it. So yeah, you can't I'm, even download
0: your own content.
1: Yeah, so I've downloaded all the other ones, but there's two there that we can't that we can't get.
0: Yeah, and what, what's what's fascinating about like, look, we we should have well, we, we knew that this was going to happen. Yeah, we knew it was going to happen. Uh, unfortunately, uh, something we speak about every single week on on the pod is. There's a narrative that's at play and for, for right or for wrong, the private companies that are involved in, uh, the world, like your YouTubes and your Googles and etc., they're playing their part in the narrative. And look, at the end of the day, it's, it's their rules. Yeah. Like, uh, the frustrating thing is like, they're smart with it. Like they say it's the episode's been canceled for like medical misinformation and then it's like review your content and you go, okay, what's the bit that was the medical misinformation? And then it's like, yeah, I just review your content. So then, if you actually want to try and challenge it, they just will obviously say that you've just said something that contravenes your local health authority uh, guidelines, which is true. At but the end, absolutely, of the, it's true. at the end of the but day, even they have
1: even like they've changed some of their some of the stuff. Well, so well do you want contravene themselves? Well, do you want a really good example? Yeah, the best example is that.
0: Dan Andrews has just declared that the pandemic's over and they're not going to renew the um because it's not it's not state of emergency in Victoria. It is a pandemic declaration because yep. those new laws that got brought in last year, and the pandemic declaration will end on the 12th of October, regardless of the fact that the health authorities don't want them to do
1: that. So that's only a state thing, so that's just Victoria. That's just Victoria. Yeah. Mm.
0: But like when you consider the fact that I mean, we said from
1: so. the cure for pandemics upcoming elections. One hundred percent, one
0: hundred percent. But we said from the start that this whole thing has been about politics, not about health. And I'm sure if you go on the World Health Organization website, they're still calling it a pandemic. They're still saying it's in effect. And everything up until now, when we've had to justify uh, the measures that they've taken, the bad stuff, they've always referred. They've referred up the chain. Oh, it's World Health Organization. They've declared it as a pandemic and blah 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 blah. And then now, all of a sudden, because it suits the politics, because there's an election. And look, we predicted this months ago as well. We said that with an election coming, I would have thought they would have pulled it earlier than this. Yeah. Um, but maybe they also know that in the political world, we've got very short attention spans. So you've you've got oh, you to give closer. everyone their freedom yeah. a month beforehand. Because if it's two months beforehand, we'll have already forgotten about. You leave what the what's risk for on. something
1: else to come up. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, look, we we got a. a a YouTube guideline
1: strike should have known that it was coming. Um, but what's surprising to me is that it happened now on an old episode of all times. Like, Mm. like it should have happened back then. We should have been the stuff that we said was worse back then than than it is is now. now. Yeah.
0: Now when you've got the new data that actually further supports the predictions we made back then. Yeah. Yeah. And, but it is interesting. Like I mentioned this to you when we got the strike that, uh, if, not everyone, most of the people who are saying similar things to us are getting strikes right now. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. it's the same all around the world. So it's like the, all of a sudden the censorship is ramping up and it does make you wonder why, like why that is the case when seemingly the pandemic is, you know, moving towards being over. Joe Biden has famously said it, the pandemic's over. Um, and look, we know that that's not the case for any of you out there who've got loved ones who are currently sick with COVID, who've had I negative who just, effects,
1: or... Who just, who just got positive today. Yeah, right. Knocked in for six. Yeah, and, and look,
0: like, like I've said to you guys before, the second time I got it, it knocked me around. Yeah. The uh, first time, I didn't even know I had it, but the second time I got it, it knocked me around. might have been a different strain or something like that. Um, so it's a legitimate disease. Like We've never claimed that it wasn't a yeah. disease. A lot of the full-on red pillars are like, it's not even a thing, but... Uh, We've just never claimed that what we're being told is the whole and unredacted uh, truth, uh, and yeah, sure enough, it was it was episode eighty four that got mm-hmm. uh, the community guidelines strike. Now we'd already previously had an ep- an episode removed just a couple of weeks ago, which was ex- episode 67 and a half, which is the booster pod. So that was the one. I won't, I won't repeat the claims because then this one will yeah get removed as well. But so that's why we're well if you want of,
1: to go back go back and listen to them on the on. Podcast on audio yeah, yeah, yeah audio audio you can still get yep. it's just it's just YouTube. yeah so if
0: you're interested in all into what exactly the medical misinformation was that we got videos removed over if you go to episode 67.5 and episode 84 uh you guys listen to it and you tell us what what you think it was that was especially egregious in those particular videos yeah
1: yeah don't say it on um youtube though <laughs> <laughs> no no
0: because then you'll end up getting banned from youtube as well but no, I do, I do
1: find it fascinating that it's now that... Uh, yeah. It's weird that it's heating up now. But you had an interesting... <laughs> you noticed something interesting in terms of who is, uh, like, rallying against uh, perceived misinformation now compared to... So certain, certain players are, certain players
0: aren't. Mm.
1: Did you want to go into some more detail?
0: Yeah, well, look, it's interesting, like... To start off with, the, the, the platforms that I have noticed who have spoken openly about having strikes in the recent last few weeks is our platform, Russell Brand's platform, which he's since done an exclusive deal with Rumble and he's moved all of his stuff over to Rumble. Uh, and also Dr. John Campbell, who quite funnily enough, all of Dr. John Campbell's old videos in which he used up-to-date pro-vaccine data, which has since been, the science has changed. They're all still up. They're yeah. all still fine. Uh, but he's recently gotten. Uh, is it two strikes. Yeah, two strikes, particularly for saying the I word.
1: Yeah, and if three strikes, and you're gone. Yeah, out. Everything's deleted. Mm. You're gone. And like he said, he his channel is used as a resource all over the world. Mm-hmm. He does some really, really, really great work. Yeah. And that is at risk of completely disappearing. And he only uses facts. Yeah. He uses facts of off the, the the best possible sources that are available. Yeah. And, you know, that kind of goes to show how crazy this, this, this level of censorship is.
0: Yeah, but, and like, look, to give... To throw some credit back to YouTube, at the end of the day, YouTube's a private company, it's their sandbox, and you have to play by their rules if you want to play in it. Yeah. Also... Being a massive company with a massive amount of money, it always leaves you open as a target to be sued if something goes wrong. So, for example, if you've got a video that is propagating something, which then makes someone go out and do something harmful to themselves, mm-hmm. YouTube would be leaving themselves open to some form of litigation. I don't think they are? You don't think so?
1: No, it's the, it's the whole it's the whole um, WikiLeaks thing. They're, they're, they're publishers so they're not they're not responsible for the data that goes up
0: well this so then this then becomes a further issue
1: of the fact that
0: they are uh, isn't that it? it's not it's publishers is not the it's not
1: the right word it's I, not the right word
0: but, but essentially because they're not is it section 230 which says that they're not liable for the content that's put up because they don't create it but if they were a publisher like a, a newspaper or a book mm. publisher or something like that then they would be liable yeah. So they all say we ain't publishers, therefore we're not liable for the content, and yet they are choosing which uh, content to publish and which content to not publish, and that's literally the terminology that's used on the platform. Yeah. Like when you go to upload a video, it says publish now. Like yeah. it, it's literally the the the, uh, the terminology. So yeah, look, it, it's
1: tough. It, no, it no but my tough. my question is not about <clears throat> whose channel, about what tech has pushed and what tech has pulled back. Mm-hmm. Because there has been a contrast. Yeah, the,
0: yeah, you are. You're right. Like I, I, did mention that during the week, where I've noticed that a platform which seems to be allowing more free speech, especially on this subject, is actually Facebook.
1: Yeah. Who it's, was the total opposite?
0: Yeah, very much so. And, but again, it's to me this is just another case of where, uh, where this health advice is political rather than health in nature. I feel like. Meta, Facebook's parent company, knows full well that the midterm elections are coming and they're expecting the Republican red wave like everyone else is. Now, Meta, if you follow like the last presidential election, they gave the Democratic Party bucket loads of money compared Mm. to what they gave the Republicans. Because the Republicans were looking at things like Section 230 and trying to strengthen laws on essentially liability because... Unfortunately, what what, they, what people have identified is that these large companies, which
1: are platforms,
0: they have been acting like publishers with the protections that they're not
1: publishers. Yeah, so they, get, they get both ways. They, they, yeah, get, they, they benefit from both ends.
0: That's exactly. So they, they can... All, all essentially the do it because none,
1: none of the downfalls.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, I mean, it's it's like another industry, really. It's like, you know, the vaccine industry. They get all the profits and none of the liabilities. Yeah. Like, it's the same sort of thing. You get all the profits generated off the content that um, people put on things like YouTube for free, but you get none of the liability, even though you get to act as a publisher and choose what gets uh, published and what doesn't. Now...
1: And also get to sell ads on... and On
0: all of it, regardless. Right? Yeah. So you can be demonetized as a video. Now... Disclaimer: We're not big enough to get any ad revenue off of our channel anyway. So if you've watched any of our videos and you've seen an ad on it, we don't get a cent out of it. Yeah, um, we don't. We don't care. The, the ad revenue is so minuscule when you're at this level. Who cares? Yeah. At the end of the day, but you're right. It's like, and Joe Rogan said this when he first moved to Spotify just afterwards, and someone was talking to him about how uh, much revenue he was losing from YouTube because of videos getting demonetized. And Rogan goes, I remember when I figured out that the censorship was bullshit, and it was because he had all these videos all of a sudden that were demonetized. And then after he'd announced his exclusive move to Spotify, seemingly overnight, every single one of those videos was re monetized. Right. Right. So, in other words, they were like, we can we can put pressure on you until we realise that you're going to move your content, and now we're not going to be able to make money off it. Shit! Better remonetize it all. Do anything that we can yeah. to try to entice him to stay. Do you know what?
1: There's just to go sort of a, away from censorship, but more onto content creation. Hmm. I know that there's um, obviously Rumble's taken a bit of like they had a twenty percent bump to their stock price. Mm-hmm. We were talking about it during the week. <laughs> um, Twitch has upset a lot of their uh, creators as well.
0: Just one second. Put it in the comments if you would go over to Rumble to if you'd follow us to Rumble, if we. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are we are tossing up different ideas. When look, we're inevitably we're probably not going to be here for very long.
1: <laughs> like, let's be honest. Yeah. If they're only up up to episode eighty four. Yeah,
0: and that that's the concerning thing is that it's like three strikes and you're out, and we've got a retrospective strike from episode eighty four, which is thirty episodes ago. Yeah, it it's feels thirty like someone's
1: working their way through it. Yeah. And because just... the
0: first one was sixty seven, the second one was eighty four. So it's like I don't think people are going I, I don't think there's some cuck that's going back through yeah. watching an old episode and going, oh that's misinformation at report. I think that it's going back through yeah. old content. Um but, yeah, sorry, but you're
1: saying about Twitch has so, upset a lot of so people. So Twitch has upset its creators because they used to have a deal where they would pay like like to get so the way these these platforms work is they have to get user-generated content. Yeah. So you need content creators. Mm -hmm. That's the first thing. So you create the platform, step one. Step two is you need creators on the platform, Mm. okay? So they did a deal where creators would get 70% of the revenue generated and Twitch would keep 30%. Then they thought, okay, we need to move the needle a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, We're giving too much to creators. So any, any new people from now on, from this date, forward mm-hmm. it's 50 50 yeah like you know okay but the old creators that helped build the channel yeah they saw it 70 30 mm-hmm. well now they they've changed it so anyone that was on the 70 30 deal is now a kick to a 50 50 mm. deal now this is where i think it's crazy so global stock markets absolutely tank everything is going down the toilet yeah. we're going to a massive recession mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be an absolute bloodbath. It already has been a bloodbath. It's going to get much worse. So a lot of people are trying to bolster and increase revenue, mm-hmm. but pissing off yeah. your creators yeah. is <clears throat> wild to me. Mm. That is what. Like, like, what do you think is going to happen? It's a fascinating. It's a fascinating look at human nature
0: and, and the psyche because this is not unique to Twitch. It's not unique to any of the platforms. It's not even unique to the content creation business. This is a business principle that it, it just appears that human beings make the wrong decision time and time again. Yeah. Uh, in, in the worst of, like, if, if, you, if you removed money from the equation and you just went, okay, uh, let's say that we're building a community, right? So, nothing to do with money, everything's just about building a good, strong community. And then a a disaster happens. There's a natural disaster, there's a massive flood, right? At that point in time, you'd go, okay, there's a flood. I had these were the strongest, most tight knit people that helped me build this community to what it was. These are the leaders in my community. These are the people, they're the reason why not only do people stick around, but they told their friends to come and join the community. It's what made us so strong in the first place. Now, floods just come, so we've got less resources because some of our food is spoiled. We're not going to be able to produce as much. So what I'm going to do is these people that built the community, I'm going to go and take it from them. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen? Yeah. The people who built it are gonna go, hold on. I've built this once before, I can build it again somewhere else. Yeah, correct. Like you don't bite the hand that feeds you. And well, this
1: is it just it literally just opens the door up for competition. Because yeah. the next person that goes, okay, we're 7030. Yeah, where are they gonna go?
0: Exactly. So the smart play is you go, Okay, the times are a little bit tough. Well, let's not hit the the let's keep as secure these initial guys as best as we, as we possibly can. Because at the end of the day, they're the big names. Mm. They're the big ones. And then maybe, when we're bringing on new content creators or the ones
1: that are on the 50-50,
0: maybe you bust them down to a 45-55.
1: See, I don't even think you do that. Because I I look, so okay, what do you want to do? You want to increase revenue. There's there's multiple ways to increase revenue. One is like just up your prices. The mm-hmm. byproduct of that is that you, have, you lose customers. Yeah. And in their... T- in, in their in Twitch's case, or a, or a platform's case, you lose creators, mm. which therefore means you lose. Yes. For every one creator you lose, mm-hmm. you probably lose one to a thousand customers, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Users. Or why don't you add a feature? Mm. Or why didn't you make it, Why don't you make it more appealing yeah. for new people to mm-hmm. come in? Why don't you offer more incentive? And that's where I want to say. CZ from Binance, and I know we're skipping all over the joint, but I'm just following like good business practice. Mm-hmm. CZ is the CEO of Binance, yep. crypto exchange. His whole ethos is like, I just want the most amount of users. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep lowering fees. I'm going to keep on making it easier to access. I'm going to play all the regulation games around the, the entire world just to get mass, mass, mass adoption. Yep. and when anything, any trouble. I will get involved personally Mm -hmm. and I'll sort it out. They just got hacked for like $300 million. Now, it's interesting, typical news story headline is Binance Smart Chain got hacked for $300 million. As what has been most cases in crypto, it's a bridge between the Binance Smart Chain and someone else's uh, uh, application that they've built on top. It's mm-hmm. the br- it's always these bridges that seem to get hacked. Right. So he said it was three a.m. for him. Mm-hmm. As soon as he was notified, he's onto it. Yeah. And he's tweeting live and transparent. This is what we're doing. This is who we're talking to. Yeah. This this is what we're doing. His whole focus has been around the customer. Yeah. Because he understands who pays the bills. That's right. Which is the customers. Yeah. Whereas. I feel like Twitch has gone to a sh- the shareholders and said, Oh, well, how do we increase the share price? Well, increase revenue. How do we increase revenue? Put the price up. It's a lazy way out. It's a stupid way out. Do you
0: know, do you, but have they made the attempt to go to the advertisers for more money? To go to the companies? Don't know. So that, that's the thing of that too. I, I go, okay, if, you, if I'm running Twitch and we need to increase revenue because we're going through a downtime... Why aren't I hitting up the people who pay to advertise on my platform for more money before I do make decisions which are going to lower the quality of the product? Because if if you piss off your original content creators, who are the biggest people on your platform, and they leave, if you're an advertiser, well, I'm paying you X amount of dollars because of these big names that are on your platform. That's who I want my ads to be shown when these guys are streaming. Oh, what? They're gone now? Well, I'm not paying you as much. Yeah. Like, it's this... It's a race to the bottom when you do it that way.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and you could plot that on a graph. What's your game plan
0: hmm.
1: from a race to zero? Yeah. What's
0: your game plan? But do you know what I think a lot of this stuff is? I think it is just people who sit in boardrooms who go, who do I think is the easiest target on day one to go and hit? Well, it's easier for me to go and hit the people who, uh, who we pay rather than the people who pay us. I think that's all it is. They're too scared. You
1: know that because you've been a salesman and a sales manager. Yeah. And you know that when you're a sales manager and your salesperson comes in and they work you, the manager, harder to get a better price for the customer than they work the customer to get a better price for the dealer. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but it's the same thing. And I think it's... Look, I've seen that a lot of times in my career. Yeah.
1: Yeah. A lot. Which makes me wonder, is this a basic human instinct of path of least resistance? Probably. I, I also think, too, it's... I feel like in tech, these tech companies, and look, Twitter's a perfect example, is where you've gone from the guy that created Twitter, Jack Dorsey, being the CEO to some uh, engineer
0: Mm.
1: ruling it, and then Parag
0: Agrawal, yeah,
1: and it can being a complete cluster. Mm. They're not; they've got to be led by visionary people. That's right. They can't just be led by accountants because he was just an engineer.
0: Yeah. So he's he's engineers aren't visionaries. No, I mean they can visualise the thing that you want to build, but you've got to have the idea in the first place. Yeah, but you've actually got to believe in the mission. You've I, seen the I,
1: Twitch I, deals as uh, so the Twitter deals back on. Yeah, I have noticed that too. That's and have you seen what the share price done. It. has done? Because it's gone up. Yeah, <laughs> because like, everyone's buying in, thinking yeah. they're going to get fifty-four bucks a share. Yeah, but it's almost there. So yeah, Hold on, I'll put it, I'll pull it up. Um, yeah, while, while you're
0: da- this, is this is a fascinating thing about the world is. We see this time and time and time and time and time again. Like, we, we, if you don't watch a leadership video, it's like, find out what your passion is and then you'll never have to work a day in your life.
1: Right, okay. Have you ever seen a, a rise like that before?
0: No, I haven't. Okay, I'll, hold it up to the camera so I can actually see it. I'll explain it to you.
1: So, from $43, and what date was that? $43, sorry, forty two sixty one on the... 4th of October and I'm assuming the announcement came out on the on that same day that it looks like Elon was going to have to buy it again and keep in mind he was he was going to pay effectively I think $54 per share is where it averaged out at and what he'd agreed it instantly spiked in one day to $52 now it has since gone back to about 49 but that in, that increase that is a crazy, crazy... Oh, can I do it in a week? It'll tell me the percentage. Uh, can I go back? Can I go back? Wait, 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 wait. So I can do... So from top to bottom, a 23% increase on the entire stock in a day. In a day. In a day. Now, from its top to now, it, it has dropped five uh, 5%. But look, you're still in for $5, a $5... Um, Which,
0: yeah, if you can buy enough shares, that's a massive return on investment.
1: Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll keep an, I'll keep an eye on that story. Because so what it, do you
0: think is going to happen?
1: Well, what do I think happened to what... So I don't think he was will I don't think Musk was willing to pay the billion dollars and I don't think Twitter was actually going to cop the billion dollar fee for reneging on the contract. Mm-hmm. So, I think they just said, okay, well, we're going to sue you for the whole thing. So, you're going to, we're going to make you take the whole thing? Mm-hmm. So there's
0: a court case coming up, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Which it appears that uh, Musk's
0: offer to continue with the deal is to not,
1: therefore, end the court case. Yes. Well, yeah. It, obviously, there would be no court case if he yeah. buys it. Now... A lot of people said, there's no way that he would want it now that it was at $40 when he was willing to pay 55 It No, nah, it doesn't matter. But now the price is back up. So now from an like a accounting point of view, yeah, you're like, oh, I can, I can actually justify that. Yeah. So I still want it to happen. I still want that to, to go ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, I've spoken to a couple of different people that have noticed that Twitter was very different in experience pre and post. Are you on the last, Yeah. Yeah. Yep.
0: See, I'm not. I The only time I ever actually go on Twitter is when there's a UFC pay-per-view event on that I can't watch, and I just go to see the live updates, people tweeting about it, to yep. just find out what's going on in the fights. But I don't go on there. And then when I saw the news recently about the deal being back on again, I was like, oh, I'll just go and have a little look around. It sucks. It's just people whinging at each other and arguing over dumb shit. And like... Uh, it's the worst experience. It's literally the
1: worst. What what it has over any other medium, though, is an uh, easier search algorithm and a far better way to find instantaneous information. So like you do sporting stuff and you yeah. can get the live update, mm-hmm. it's the same with any any news item, yeah. you can get the most up-to-date. I appreciate that. Uh, but if you're looking for
0: any information or anything that is like important, you can't trust what you see on Twitter
1: anyway. No, but uh, what I like about Twitter is that you can actually... You can curate, like you can see lefties, righties, and everything in between, all mm. in one in, in one viewpoint. Yeah, that's yeah. where the, like that hashtag is very powerful. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, and then you can see people's opinions on it. It is powerful in that regard. I don't totally agree. It is mostly people winging at each other. I don't yeah. spend a mm-hmm. lot of time on it. Um, I do like it for. Um, I used to use it a lot in twenty seventeen crypto bull run. Yeah. I made a lot of money out no. of following particular people. Dumps. <laughs> uh, John McAfee. <laughs> yeah. Rest in peace. He's not dead. He's not dead. No. He's not dead. Have you watched his new uh, Sleeping with the Devil? No, I haven't seen it yet. I will watch it though. It'll be fascinating. Stay for the credits. Yeah, okay. Is the tip. Yeah. Okay. So we'll see. We'll see if he gets that. I, I think the deal is going to have to happen. I don't. I genuinely don't think Musk wants it, but I think he's going to get lumped with it. I think his idea, like Adam Curry said, he wanted to break it. He, mm. he just wanted to show, hey, look, these bots are crazy. Yeah, I um, think of the yeah, that, that's... like I was saying, and where I still think is a massive uh, uh, blind spot is no one's uncovered the algo. Mm. So once he gets in there, and if he makes it open source, that could still be good for humanity. Yeah. Now the timing yeah, that will be interesting coming up to the election. Because wouldn't you? Wouldn't it be argued that it's best if it stays in Parag Agarwal's hands? If you're a Democrat, prior to the yeah, which uh, is in, an interesting hook because I have like a lot of people are speaking about this at the moment,
0: and I have seen from various news sources about how you've I've seen a lot of lefty news sources saying that if Elon now takes over Twitter, it will be election interference. Oh, okay, right. It wasn't before. Well, no, it wasn't oh, when, when Twitter censored the Hunter Biden story literally just before the election. That was not election interference. That was stopping the dangerous spread of malinformation. And just for the pundits at home who don't know what the difference between misinformation and malinformation is, malinformation is a new term which was created in the last 12 months, which is uh, factual information that may cause you to uh, lose faith in your own government. <laughs> is it? That- <laughs> That's literally the term. But, but if you just call something malinformation, Like people just go, Oh that mal that's bad. It's bad information. But the actual definition of
1: it is if look it up, see if I'm see if I'm right. Define malinformation. Malinformation. I believe it is factual information that may cause you to mistrust your government. So, so it's trying to tell me, no, 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 what you meant is misinformation. No, no that's that's misinformation. Yeah. That's, okay. Sorry, no,
0: that's gaslighting.
1: Malinformation <laughs> is information that is based on reality, but it is used to inflict harm on a person, organisation, or country. Yeah. Which... Examples of malinformation include fishing, and not, the, like, not sea bass, but catfishing, doxing, swatting, and revenge porn. Malinformation is also used to refer to information that stems from the truth but is often exaggerated in a way that misleads and causes potential harm. <laughs> right, so in other words, <laughs> no, that's, that's it's, so exactly it's exactly what I said.
0: It's truthful information that can be extrapolated out to cause you to distrust your government, essentially, is what that comes down to.
1: Wow, but that's the thing. People don't know what the term means, so the media gets Ooh, to use. this is it. where they get, they get the best information. Canadian Center of Cybersecurity: How to Identify Misinformation, Disinformation, and Malinformation. Eh? Well, did you see the most recent
0: thing of Jacinda Ardern presenting at the what was it? Wasn't I think it was something to do with the UN. I can't remember what it was, but she she's their like head of cybersecurity. Yeah. <laughs> right. But did you see her speech? Did you hear about it?
1: Uh, I think I did hear it.
0: She was literally talking about how the biggest uh, security threat that they can see is the free flow of information on the internet and she wants there to be only one trusted source of information, which is the government. Yeah. So like, they're literally looking at putting together these tools, which means that the only place that you'll be able to get factual information is from government websites. Like, This is as dystopian as it gets if you let it continue to go down this road. And that's where I call on platforms like... YouTube, you know, Google, Alphabet. You guys have all the money in the world. You got enough money. Now you can do the right thing. Well, what's interesting, right? How often do you see it in life when very successful people, they get to a level of success by being hyper, like, uh, individually focused, and they get to a point in their life where they go, you know what? I've got enough. I want to give back. I think it's an inherent human instinct to want to give back to the society that gave you so much, I think sure. you guys are at that point now.
1: Yeah, I don't believe that that exists. I had this argument with someone during the week about, uh, about people. Uh, what are those? What are the, What is it called when you? What philanthropy? Philanthropy. Yeah, but that's, yeah. that has been another
0: bastardized term. In... Yeah, but like I look, I look at you can't call yourself a philanthropist when you receive. X amount of billions of dollars in donations, and you only spend one percent of it because you invest the other ninety-nine percent. That
1: ain't philanthropy. Well, it's it even worse than that. It's worse than that. because these, so these um, funds that they set up. Mm. So you just park the money there, yeah, and then the the proceeds off that money get used by the <gasps> the, the thing. So let's yeah. let's say let's say someone was uh, set up a fund to help hunger, right? And you had you're going to give them ten million dollars. Mm. What it means is they park ten million dollars over here. Mm-hmm. Then that ten million dollars is invested. They try mm. and get a ten percent yield off that, and that uh, that one million dollars generated mm-hmm. is what the is drawn down by the um, by the the, the company. Yep. and that that's all they spend. The ten is still there. That's right. Now. You could say, well, it's very nice of them to give that 10 million. Well, I'll give you a tip. Someone that's donating 10 has got 500. Yeah.
0: And you, they're not going to miss it. And I can also tell you this too. If I'm getting a guaranteed 10% return on investment for a donation, which on my balance sheet says it's a donation, so I avoid tax on it, that sounds like a great deal.
1: And you get all the all the uh, uh, social... Yeah, props and points yeah. for having set the fund up now the funds do stuff don't get me wrong mm-hmm. that we need to have them it's a good thing right but when you when you think that these guys are doing it out of the kindness of their hearts yeah they ain't mm-hmm. you heard about the company that sold uh, no didn't sell uh, what's the clothing company oh not not um, not North Face uh, shit I'm going to get this wrong there's a company that's worth like $3 billion. Right. The owner, instead of passing it down to his kids, mm-hmm. he donated the company to help the environment. Right. But he made his kids effectively the CEOs of that of that thing, mm-hmm. and he saved himself $600 million in tax. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: It's funny, right? Like... uh, There's a lot of scams going around at the moment, and the best scams are the scams which make you look like you're the good guy. Like you know how we watch movies, right? The I think that our most favorite movies are the ones where there's like a massive twist in the end, where the person who you thought was the good guy the whole time was actually the bad guy. Well, those are the best scams, just like they're the best movies. And we've seen uh, in the usual suspects. Yeah, well, we that's uh, the best. Oh, yeah. Fantastic, yeah. Fantastic film. But the usual suspects were in the in the press again this week with the, um, I think, the Mickleham facility, one of the uh, quarantine facilities, just closed down. So the... I can not it it closed
1: down. down. It was handed Sorry, back. Sorry,
0: handed back to the federal government. So this is the Victorian uh, quarantine facility. Happy Camp. Happy Camp that cost, I think it was...
1: $400 million. million
0: dollars. Yeah,
1: and had a thousand and. No, it
0: was like 2,300 people right. that went through there at a cost of $267,000 per person, and they just handed, handed that facility back to the federal government. Now, that's not that bad, in my opinion, because at least you've handed it back to the federal government, not to a private company like in Queensland. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we spent similar money.
1: No, it was cheaper. It was, it was half a nick, $200 million
0: plus the hundred and something million from the rent for the when we rented it back for the 12 months so we didn't use it. And then it goes oh, yeah, into the that. hands of a private company. Yeah. And built they built it too. Yeah, they got paid to build it. Yeah, they got it. Yeah, exactly. Like And Haji. Can you imagine, just go to the government and go, okay, government... Uh, I think that you should build this thing, you could pay me to build it, you can then pay me to rent it off me for the next 12 months, and then you just hand it over to me at the end of it. How does that sound? If you asked the Queensland taxpayer,
1: would we have agreed to that? It wouldn't pass the pub test because people would think about how sweet a pub you could build with that money. Yeah. And actually do some good, and more people will go to the pub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like but imagine how many schools you could build. Or hospitals. Or we don't need hospitals. We're putting tents outside of hospitals <laughs> that we currently have. But
0: see, it's funny, right? Because like, I literally thought about this this week. Because um, getting my geek on, I've been getting back into playing Fallout 4. So shout out to all the Fallout 4 fans out there. And there's one thing i like. Oh, thinking... yeah, yeah.
1: Do you know where they are? Ten years ago. No, ago? no, they're at
0: home in their mum's basement. How, how old listening is Listening to the VK bros with all the other incels.
1: How, how old is Fallout 4? 2015, I think. But that's so, but in computer years, that's a millennia. In computer
0: years, that's about 50% newer than most of the games I play. Yeah. yeah. Um, but one of the things I like about it is that, like, if you're just sneaking around, you can hear conversations. And one of the conversations that I heard just made me laugh was uh, you're in this, like, old, abandoned uh, railway track. ...that's used as a vault. Anyway, long story. Go and look at Fallout if you want to know what a vault is. No one will give a fuck. No, 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 no give <laughs> a shit. This, yeah. But it's funny because one of the one of the uh, enemies goes... ...like why would they build this vault in this old like abandoned railway track? ...and no one even uses it. And the guy goes, we used to pull scams like this all the time before the war. You would get the government to pay for a ridiculous project that was going nowhere. you pay a bunch of union guys... They would take all the money and then they'd move on to the next thing. And it just made me laugh because I'm like, it's literally what we're doing now. It's and, the and same that, thing. And
1: that's why that's why I have to keep correcting you when you say, oh, it's worse now than ever. No, it's always been the same. Yeah,
0: this true. Is all
1: This is all the same.
0: Well, no, the only reason why I do think it's worse now than ever is because at least once upon a time, they force a taxpayer to pay the bill down. <laughs>
1: now it's not even
0: paying for the bill either.
1: Well, that's why I think I, I think in a lot of ways the The economy, look, it's not going to collapse, but it's never going to be the same.
0: Yeah, I don't think it will be. So, either. It,
1: and 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 look at Japan. Mm-hmm. We're heading that way. Where our dollar, and look, so if you look, the American dollar is super, super strong at the moment, mm. super strong. But I'm not sure if it's their dollar is strong or <clears throat> or everyone else's has shit the bed. Yeah. Um, but you, you, we could be we could be in a time where, uh like the yen, the yen was like 80 80 yen to one Australian dollar. Mm -hmm. We could be, you know, we could be 20 Australian dollars to one, whatever the new petro dollar is going to be. Mm. Petro one or whatever. Like the, it's not going to be the same. It's not going to be the same.
0: It's funny when you, because we all forget about the Ukraine conflict that's still going on at the moment. And funnily enough, this actually ties back into the Elon talk. because. You would have seen the tweets that Elon was involved in with Ukraine. Yeah. yeah so he put a poll out uh, basically saying, this is how I feel like we can get to a peaceful solution on the conflict. I can't remember the exact details, but it was like, Russia gets this, Ukraine stays neutral, blah, blah, blah. I feel like this is where we're going to get end to the end anyway. Let's it's, just get there now. It's just a question of how many lives are going to be lost before we get to this point. Yeah. And then, like, Volodymyr Zelensky puts out a tweet going, which Elon do you like better? the Elon that supports Ukraine or the Elon that supports yeah, Russia. That's
1: crazy.
0: That tells you it's a scam. Yeah. Elon was literally saying this is what I think is probably the solution.
1: And instead of not even this is what I this is a solution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is no other But talk instead of
0: Zelensky going out and going, "You know what, Elon? Sounds okay, but I would prefer if you tweet these things and then I'd be willing to come to the table and do a deal." No, no, no! It's now. Do you support me or do you support Russia? Are you good or are you evil? Yeah. And at the end, it just goes to show you that's that's the scam. The scam is the Ukraine war has become a massive money pit where Western nations around the world are just throwing all this money at it, which is just prolonging the conflict. This will just keep going on forever, just like the Afghanistan war did.
1: Yeah. Like, how many months was it between the end of the Afghan war and the start of the Ukraine?
0: Probably. Two? It was about no no no. It was it was more like six months because I'm pretty sure the Afghan pullout was like August last year or something. Yeah. And
1: the Ukraine war started in February, so it was like oh, six months. We're going to give props to Biden for what he just passed. I know we're scooting all over the place, but we were kind of touching all the all the hot the hot topics. So hot if there's, topics. Anything you want there's to actually been a in.
0: fair bit going on, so we can scoot around a little bit. Uh, he's talking about the weed thing. Yeah.
1: Mm. Good on him. He's he's um, what's the word? Yes and no. All right, you go, you go. So well, tell us what's happened.
0: So Joe Biden just announced that they are federally going to be pardoning anyone who was uh, who is imprisoned in a federal penitentiary for marijuana possession.
1: Mm. And they're
0: making it legal now to possess marijuana. But as, as has been a bit of a thing with America, federal can only do so much and then it then gets kicked back to the states. Right. And all the states individually have their own laws based on it. Now... I My personal thoughts on marijuana, it should be legal. 100% should be legal. It's a fucking plant at the end of the day. Yeah. right? Um, with the amount of legal drugs that we allow people yeah. to purchase every single day, I see absolutely no reason why you shouldn't legalize marijuana. And therefore, like I've said it before, that solves your tax problem almost overnight. You create a new industry literally overnight. And I can tell you right now, people will go and partake in it. And the other thing is that I've heard in Australia, particularly alcohol-fueled violence on the news, a million times in my yeah. lifetime. I have never heard cannabis-fueled uh, violence. Yeah, because it doesn't happen. Yeah, the only thing
1: that people who are high on marijuana do is eat too many Doritos. That's it. When when we're delivering pizzas, and Jason will be able to test this too, you can always tell when someone was absolutely ripped off mm-hmm. their tits. When you'd hand their pizza, they'd always have sort a of smile on their face, and they'd always they'd always ask the same thing. So they'd, they'd get they'd <laughs> receive their jumbo cheese pizza, yeah. And the first thing every time, every time, doesn't matter who they are, but if they're ripped, they say the exact same thing: "Is what time are you guys <laughs> close?" <laughs> <laughs> and I used to just say, "Like finish this one first, buddy, and yeah. then just call." Right?
0: <laughs> Here's nothing about marijuana. Fun fact: you you can't overdose on it. Yeah. So, if you look at all the other drugs, alcohol, opioids, etc., pretty much even Panadol, you can overdose and die. Yeah. Marijuana, you can't. So the vaccine.
1: Well, you can one dose. No, we all. Everyone should go get one. Yeah, for sure. Should like it, yeah. um,
0: to appease our overlords, uh, everyone should go and get every vaccine, not get, not just the COVID vaccine. Get,
1: there's money to be made out of other ones too. Roll so your sleeve on, up. Beat. Do your part. Do your part. Save granny. Get vaccinated. I
0: believe support Ukraine. full well that the reason why God gave us two arms is for your first Hot dogs. shot and your second <laughs> shot. You know someone actually said that, like an yeah, American yeah, yeah. like commentator said that. Fucking yeah. like bizarre world. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so Biden went in and out and he decriminalised marijuana at a federal level and he has challenged the states to do the same. Now, I believe, like I said, it's a step in the right direction. Do you think
1: he, need to get, he um, needed to get some voters out in the ground?
0: Well, marijuana is another one of those things that is a dividing point between Democrats and Republicans. And what you will find is that the majority of the states in America that have decriminalized marijuana, the majority of those are blue states. So it is another flashpoint issue where it's literally up to the Republicans of... It's just a way of saying, we're doing this because we're the good people and the evil Republicans won't do it.
1: So Wouldn't it pay to, for red states to leave them in jail until after the election and then just let them in? Well, because you don't, I'm guessing you don't have a vote if you're in prison.
0: I don't know, because it might be similar to, I mean, you're still a citizen. It might be similar to Australia. Where, well, hey, think about the... You
1: don't have to be a citizen to vote in America.
0: <laughs> True. But think think about the, um, the rights that everyone had during like the mandates and stuff in Australia. The only people in Australia who didn't need to get the vaccine we're inmates yeah yeah,
1: yeah. they're the
0: only people that it was legal to not be vaccinated yeah so maybe they can vote and their votes count for double who knows (laughs) um but i i see this as nothing more than just another um you know flashpoint topic designed to mobilize your base and look at the end of the day if it if it causes them to actually as a whole country decriminalize marijuana and then I would hope that that comes over here because the Greens have just put forth another bill to try to decriminalise in Australia. Have You heard yeah, about that? Yeah, no, no, haven't it? Yeah, so they've just put that forth, and it was interesting. What's the um, Green Senator's name? Brand. No, 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 not Adam Baird. I don't Baird. like him. No, the one that I actually like, um, who is in a lot of friendly Geordies hearings. Can't remember his name. Anyway, it'll come to me. Um, he was he appeared on on some network TV news program where they're asking about him, and they were hitting him with all the questions. And he came, as he typically does, with all of his research. Like, he's actually one of the Greens that I go, <laughs> he's actually got a brain in yeah, yeah. But he was talking about it, and he was like, you know, the, the harm that the war on marijuana has done to the people involved is far worse than the drug itself. Yeah, for sure. And at the end of the day, one of the things that I would love to see about our society return is that we start treating adults like adults and children like children again. At the moment, the society that we live in treats adults like children and children like adults. We tell adults, you're not allowed to smoke marijuana, but you're allowed to smoke cigarettes, drink alcohol, and take prescription pills. You can do that as much as you like. You know what? You can go down to Coles and buy as many sheets of ibuprofen and paracetamol as you like and overdose on those. You're allowed to do that. But you're not allowed to smoke marijuana, which is a naturally occurring plant. And then we go to children and we go, hey, children, you are allowed to change your gender identity while you're in single digits. Before you've even thought about having sex with anyone, before you even know what sex is, you're allowed to go and get yourself on puberty blockers and go start down the pathway towards a $1.7 million windfall for the pharmaceutical companies who are involved in gender transition technology.
1: Now, that that is a really good point. It is... Uh... I thought that gender stuff was more of an American problem than an ass problem until I read Queensland Health's latest Facebook post.
0: hmm Oh, did I screenshot it? <clears throat> yeah, I thought
1: you might have sent us a group. Because but... I, I, I thought, all right, that's just an American thing. Forget about it.
0: Yeah, but the thing that's become immediately... Like, we've always known that culture flows from America down to Australia, yeah. but I don't think it's just culture in the...
1: Um,
0: you know, hip-hop sense. I think it's culture
1: overall. So this is what it says. Queensland Health. Despite what, what's shown in the movies, the symptoms of a heart attack won't always start as an intense hand-clutching pain in the chest. Mm-hmm. Just like no two hearts beat the same, no two heart attacks are the same. Warning signs for men or those assigned male at birth mm-hmm. can differ from women. And they also vary in intensity and subtlety. For many... Pain can be gradual or mistaken for muscle ache or indigestion. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there is two wild out things to me. Yeah. One, the gender thing. Mm-hmm. Warning, uh, warning signs for men or those assigned male at birth. Yeah. So this is a very real thing now. <laughs> Dude, so I, I, I went
0: to, I took the kids to a doctor's, a new doctor's on grand final night. Shout out to having fucking kids while well, the game's on. I got to take them to the fucking doctors. But the, every new doctor surgery, you have to fill out induction forms. Right. And it was like, gender, male, female, non-binary, prefer not to disclose, blah, blah, blah. And then the next question was preferred pronouns. I'm like, are you serious? This is a fucking doctor's surgery. I can guarantee you every single qualified doctor in this surgery has not heard shit about preferred pronouns and yeah. non-binary genders in their medical degrees. I can guarantee you that it doesn't exist. Go and read a textbook. It doesn't exist. And the issue that I have with all of this stuff is it is it is absolutely correct that there are people in this world that feel like they were born in the wrong body. Absolutely correct. But the representation that we have of these voices in decision making Far exceeds the representation of people who do not feel the same way. Mm. We, it, is, it is literally you change the entire 99.5% of the way people are allowed to conduct themselves for the 0.05% of mm. people who feel a certain way. We don't do that with anything else. We apparently are a democracy. So in democracy, majority rules. Yeah. Right? And I have nothing against people who want to be a certain way. As a parent though... I do get concerned because kids are sponges. Kids literally want positive reinforcement. That is biologically ingrained into you. You want to do things which get a positive response from someone. And if you're being ignored, you'll do anything you can to get any response from someone. Mm. Right? That's what kids want. So when you when you support a behavior in children and you give them positive reinforcement for it, nine times out of ten, they continue to do that. Yeah. Yeah, it's so formative. Absolutely. And again, we tell kids, you're not old enough and smart enough to vote. You're not old enough and smart enough to serve in the military, military, to smoke cigarettes, to drink alcohol. But you're old enough and smart enough. Before you've ever even had a sexual thought in your life, because puberty hasn't kicked in yet, you're old enough and smart enough to know that you were born in the wrong body.
1: Yeah. It's child abuse. Again, I thought I thought it was not I thought that issue was not here, but it clearly is. And the scary thing is, is it's like if you you know,
0: it's the frog in the pot thing. It's just another example of the frog in the pot. We we talked about the frog in the pot with the water heating up and how the frog doesn't realise it until it's too late and it's Mm. boiled alive. We spoke of that about that with like vaccine passports back at the end of twenty twenty. Yeah. We we were literally saying they're drip feeding this stuff in and if you don't do something now. In six or twelve months
1: time you'll be fucking wishing that you did. Cold will swing though, and and I think that there will there is a big correction mm-hmm. coming. Where my concern is how far that how far the correction goes.
0: My my number one concern is not how far the correction goes, it is how much how many people are left behind as collateral damage along the way? Yeah. exactly the same as the vaccines, man. Yeah, we, we know where we're at today is what we were people. saying 12 you months ago. You can't worry about
1: those people. They're dumb.
0: Yeah, They're but, dumb. and that's okay if you're a consenting adult. But if you're a fucking child, I'm not okay with but that. But you're never going
1: to convince the parent. The parent. That's no, no, no. You, but, no, no, you no, no. are going to convince listen, the parent. There is no way that you and I are mm-hmm. going to convince a parent that is, that is having those feelings towards their kids. Mm-hmm. Nothing is going to change them. I
0: disagree. Because 20 years ago, how many parents had those feelings?
1: None.
0: That's right. Yeah. Why do parents have no, those no, feelings saying, now? No, because I... we convince them to have those feelings as a society. Whole, yeah,
1: society it doesn't, That's society right. can do it. We yeah.
0: can't do it. Yeah. So, so in other words, so 20 years ago it went from one way to the other. It can go back the other way. But the, the only way to do that is to acknowledge it as a problem and start speaking about it. Yeah it's yeah, the no, only I way because it, it, things only move in a direction if you move them in that direction if you just pretend it's not an
1: issue it gets worse society's going to clap back really hard really hard Probably. i'm actually I, i'm actually more scared of what that looks like the clap back yeah yeah I,
0: and that's the thing i don't want i don't want anyone to get hurt i'm not advocating violence i'm not advocating anything like that what i'm mindful of I can't remember who it was. I heard someone put it in a really good way. If someone who is, if a young girl who is suffering from anorexia comes up to you and says, I'm too fat, that's the same scenario. That is a mental illness, which is unhealthy for that person. She's already too skinny. She's unhealthily skinny. She's not eating any food. And she comes up to you and says, I'm too fat. Now, if you plot, if you apply the transgender playbook to that, we tell that girl, you're right. We confirm it. We say, you're right. You are too fat. You shouldn't eat any mm. more food. You should go bulimic. You know what? You could probably lose a bit more. That's what—that's the transgender playbook. Because when you have your... I'm not
1: 100% convinced that that is. It,
0: it is mean, though. That's uh, what we're being told as a society to do. Is to confirm and support that behaviour.
1: But I'm not sure if those two behaviours are similar.
0: I'm not I'm not saying it's not. Okay. I'm not sure it Okay, so maybe you're not convinced yet. That's yep. fine. But all I know is this. If a young boy comes up to me or my son comes up to me and says, I think I'm a girl. Nate, Nate said that he was a girl the other day. I thought, like, cool, man. Yeah. No dramas. I didn't beat him for saying that he was a girl. Yeah. I said, sweet, no worries. And then the next day, he said he was a boy again. Yeah. Right? But if, if Nate comes up to me and every time he says he's a girl, I'm like, yes, yes, you must be, you're right. And then every time he says he's a boy, I'm going, no, 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 You said you are a girl before? That's, that's what you said. You're wrong when you think you're a boy. Which one do you think that Nate's
1: going to keep yeah, doing? Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. It is programming. Playing Devil's Advocate, though, I'll mm-hmm. say that that is probably the attitude that people that feel that way. Sorry, not even those people, but the people that are fighting for the people that feel that way. Because mm-hmm. I think they're two different people. Yeah. Do you agree? Because the,
0: the the group fighting
1: for the people who feel that way are straight white women. Yeah. Yeah. I think they would say that that argument is unfair because you're kind of saying, well, I'm... Pro-, like, it, they were saying, well, your current level of programming is programming a yeah, certain yeah. result, which is I the agree. majority of response, mm-hmm. uh, um, outcome, <clears> sorry. <throat> yep. And that if you changed that, the majority could be different.
0: Yep. I can, I can 100% see where you would make that argument. Yep. And this is the issue. When you feel that way, you are susceptible to being scammed time and time again because the scammers follow the same playbook. You bring up a point where that if you make the right decision, it's the nasty decision. Mm. Vaccination. The COVID vaccines was the first one. If you, you they were telling everyone, if you don't get this vaccine, you'll kill granny, mm. right? They were saying that if you don't get it, you'll put other people in danger. So the the nice decision was for you to go and get vaccinated. The nasty people were saying, we don't have enough data can we hold off on this thing because we don't know if the pros outweigh the cons yet, yep. right? They were the nasty people and we can see now that was the scam. Climate change is the next scam they're going into. If you don't, tank your economy, use us energy, uh,
1: buy electric car. get rid of your petrol and diesel
0: vehicles and throw them in landfill to buy electric vehicles which are going to have all these lithium battery issues, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's the next scam. The nasty people are saying, hey, We, uh, I think renewable energy is a really, really good idea. I don't think going to it tomorrow is going to work or is going to be the right way of doing it. Can we do this systematically and Mm. over a long period of time? And make sense first. Yeah, and maybe can you show me some data which really uncategorically shows that what you have, the predictions you've made in the past have actually come true? Can we see some of that? Those are the nasty people. This trans thing is another example. I don't care if someone gets into. Even if it's a sexual maturity age, if you're at an age where you as a as a person-assigned female at birth has started menstruating, then maybe you can start making decisions sure. on who you want to who uh, to have sexual experiences with. Maybe you can do it then. But the same thing about like I say this a lot to people who talk about the transgender debate. Why don't we teach kids how to do their taxes? Because it's not fucking relevant at that yeah. point in time in their lives. So telling people about You know, being trans and how many people, and again, we over-represent the groups that are born in the wrong bodies. I have no doubt that there are people who are, who have conditions which state that they are born in the wrong, I have absolutely faith that those people exist. Yeah, But if you watch Netflix, you would think that they're they're 35, 40% of the population. Well, and you, they're not.
1: I am a customer. If you go on Twitter, you would think they're thirty five percent of the population. I've been customer facing retail, frontline retail, yeah. for almost twenty years, mm-hmm. and I have met them, yeah, and I reckon I've met five, yeah, and I've probably, I've probably dealt with twenty thousand, fifty thousand people, yeah, and I reckon out of that. No, maybe more. Yeah. It's a, it, like, yeah, agreed. And in, in, like I even hear about schools, mm-hmm. there might be one or two in a school mm-hmm. of 2,000.
0: Yeah. And the thing is, you've unfortunately got this situation where there are teachers who are advocates who feel like they're doing the right thing yeah. by talking about these things in the classroom. And they're like, oh you know, I'm, I'm allowing a safe space for kids who feel this way, who have no other safe spaces to come and talk to me about it. And unfortunately, do you know who are the people that get attracted to that? They're the ones who don't have a safe space somewhere else. They're, they're the people who need help. So the people who need help, if you don't, if you don't feel like you can speak to your parents about anything, maybe you come from a troubled home. If you don't have a, a supportive group of friends, like it, it's it's the outliers in society that gravitate towards the one person who's giving them an in to be open and speak about things, whether they actually believe that particular thing or not. They're
1: just getting that support that they yeah.
0: don't that they don't experience from somewhere else.
1: And look, it, it's no teacher would sit down and tell you how to be a good husband or a, or a, or a good wife. Like that conversation is not that's not right because it's irrelevant. relevant we'd spoken about it we had no idea what our teachers sexual, sexual orientations were. yeah didn't know if they were married yep. didn't like never came up it was not a thing there was only one teacher that we did oh the one lesbian teacher we had yeah who yeah, was the best teacher the best teacher she was also, also a ever, basketball coach yeah who
0: everyone wanted she was the best she yeah. was the bomb
1: yeah but again,
0: we only we only knew because like our parents told us. It wasn't because she was telling us yeah. at the time, but she was the bomb. Yeah. But but and that's the thing, like there are these people in society who feel these certain ways, but you don't fucking talk to kids about it. Yeah. I'm straight. I don't tell the boys about how straight I am and what that means. Yeah. I don't. It's not relevant to them right now. Yeah. It might be relevant to them as they get older. Do you know what I do do in the meantime? I, when they're with me and I'm around women, I treat them with respect. I'm nice to people. I sell, say hello in the in public. I use good manners because I'm showing them behaviours I want them to mirror. Yeah. Right? Like, they could grow up. Both the boys could be gay. I wouldn't give a shit. Yeah. As long as they're happy, it's all good. But what I don't want is I don't want to end up in a situation because we saw how quickly the... Uh, the mental illness took over during COVID. We saw that. Yeah. Everyone, every single person has lost friends or family during COVID because of mental illness. Every single one, Yeah. whatever side you're on, you've lost someone. Yeah. So I can see how quickly that could appear over 12 months time. Now, my boys will go to school in three, four years time. It's a long fucking time. And I don't want to be in a situation where I have teachers who feel like they're doing the right thing talking to my kids about sex when they're fucking five, six, seven years yeah. old. Just
1: teach them English and, yeah. like, STEM. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. teach them how to be a fucking engineer and make some money. <laughs> Don't teach them about gender ideology yeah. and stuff that's not relevant. Once upon a time, if you're a teacher and you're speaking to a student about sex, you are a pedophile. There we go. <laughs>
1: um, what's the Louis C.K. bit? Everyone had a pedophile on their street. Like ours was Jean Girard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't walk on you Jean Girard. like that. McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there is, and, and I don't know if this fits in with it. I, I do. I do feel like there's a lot of stuff that parents should be responsible for teaching their kids. Mm-hmm. But I also know from a teacher's point of view, there's a lot of stuff that's not being. And where teachers expect, sorry, parents expect teachers to be teaching them about like life stuff. Yeah. Life stuff should be done by parents.
0: Hundred percent. And gender ideology and sex is a life thing and it should be taught to you by a parent. For sure. 100%. At a time where it's relevant to you. Yeah. Not at a time before you're like, we, we talk about all the time. Uh, there's, there's, um, there's chatter, I think, either in Australia or New Zealand about, I uh, might be New Zealand about not letting boys get their licenses till they're 21 years yeah. old because your frontal cortex hasn't yeah. um, formed properly. Now, this is a real thing because I experienced this being a young man myself. Before, I, I, like when I was late teens, I was a fucking psychopath. The stuff that I would do that seemed normal to me at the time yeah. and not risky was ridiculous. But then you hit a point where all of a sudden that part of your brain develops and you start realizing what's a risky behavior and what's not. That's a real thing. And that's it like... Totally. Twenty-one
1: years no, old. No, mine was like twenty-five. I remember because I got a nine hundred cc motorbike at nineteen. Yeah, and I've done stuff that.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. We don't. And know I this. remember the moment where I was like, I did my first like risk assessment mm. where I went past someone and went, if I was one mil that way, then this would have happened. Yeah. Yeah, it's changed. It, yeah. So tell an
0: eight-year-old, yeah. But taking,
1: you. I hate I hate the just delay it, just delay it, just say, no, mm-hmm. no, like skills. Educate. Educate. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And on that note,
0: let's leave it there. Thanks very much for joining us, guys. If we're still here, see you on audio.
1: Bye.